Michael Swickert here. Welcome to Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Thank you for joining us. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili is brought to you from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. First, let us do an Old West quotation. Since New Mexico was part of the Old West cattle drives, which combined getting cattle to market and doing so in a way as to not lose cattle, along with not having the cattle themselves lose much weight while being driven. Max, about 12 miles a day, worked out fine for the 10 or so cowboys on the drive, along with the cook and the Ramonda and everything else. It was quite a little enterprise. Often they went from Texas to a railhead in Kansas. Of more interest to me was the good night and loving trail through the territory of New Mexico to Colorado to sell the cattle to the army. It went up the Pecos River. Regardless of what Hollywood shows in movies, perhaps about 30 of them, the cattle were driven carefully with a couple of rest times a day, uh, such as high noon and overnight. That's why it was a couple of months from when they gathered the wild Texas longhorns to when they were driven to market. The cowboys who herded the cattle usually had three horses that they used each day since the herd was controlled all 24 hours a day. And that's to do that to keep from losing cattle and hopefully to avoid stampedes. Stampedes. And we should remember the cook who was essential to the whole enterprise because a couple of hearty meals a day were essential. Well, it brings me to the quote. Only the cattle know why they stampede, and they ain't talking. (laughs) I like that quote. You know, people come from all over, and when they get to our little slice of paradise, they notice some of the names of the towns are, shall I say, unusual? They are place names for most people. What do you call this town? You just say that name. But there's a story behind the names, and that's what I'll reveal. Take the unusual New Mexico town of truth or consequences. What an odd name, eh? Here's how it came about. There was a radio and then television producer, Ralph Edwards. Growing up, he loved a children's game called Forfeit. Someone's given a two-second challenge and failing to do so has to do something stupid and embarrassing. He made that into a radio and then a television show, Truth or Consequences. So Ralph Edwards had this hit radio show in which contestants were given two seconds to answer some question or a buzzer called Beulah the Buzzer sounded, and then since they failed, they were given some embarrassing consequences. The radio show started in 1940 on NBC Radio and was quickly a hit with the listeners. For the 10-year anniversary of the show, that hit show in 1950, 10 years, um, Ralph Edwards announced that he would like to broadcast on the 10th anniversary from the first town in the United States of America that changed its name to the name of the radio show, Truth or Consequences. And the rest is history. Since the town leaders did change the name, there is still a yearly festival in May in Truth or Consequences. However, you'll find that most of us locals abbreviate to TRC. 
The town was previously known as Hot Springs, New Mexico, and it still has some great hot springs for your soaking pleasure. And while there are many hot springs in different states of the United States, to the best of my knowledge, this is the one and only truth or consequences anywhere in the world. I want to tell you about one of the most interesting Old West gunfights in New Mexico. It involves a man known as Mysterious Dave Mather. That was the name given to him. I think Mysterious was applied to him. Dave Mather was his, was his real name. He was a Dodge City, Kansas lawman at one time and moved to East Las Vegas, New Mexico when New Mexico was still a territory. He was on the police force there. History lost track of him about 19, or 1885. While a lawman working with Bat Masterson in Dodge City, he was in several gunfights and prevailed in each of them. He also is noted as having one of the most interesting gunfights in the Old West. You see, he and another man were playing poker, and the charge of cheating was announced by one man to the other one. Both drew their pistols and started blasting away. Each had two pistols, so there was more than 20 shots fired. Nah, they were both okay afterwards. And so was a dog on the floor named Tootles, who was almost shot but escaped unharmed. Tootles was not harmed. That was before smokeless gunpowder. So after the first shot, their eyesight was blinded by the gun smoke, and their hearing wasn't all that good either. But both survived. Dave Mathers had another Old West connection that if you watched the movie Tombstone, you didn't see it. Wyatt Earp, the hero of Tombstone, was caught in Texas in 1878 with mysterious Dave Mather. They were selling fake gold bricks that were only lead painted with gold paint. Well, both of them made it out of town ahead of the sheriff and uh, neither were charged with that. This is Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Hit subscribe to automatically get these. Thanks for tuning in. We have more. Now, there's good news if you love green chili. Yes, I do. We are just around the corner from the harvest season for green chili. In fact, there are a few green chili peppers already being harvested. A few. And, of course, that means they are flame-roasted and turned into something delicious to eat. Fresh Chili Company's owner, Randy McMillan, has some video on the chili fields and a few chili peppers that he cooked up into a delicious dinner. You want to see that, go to Facebook and then follow the Fresh Chili Company and you'll be able to see that. It's, it's very interesting. I can almost smell the chili just watching it on the screen. What is coming in a few weeks with this harvest around the corner is that the Fresh Chili Company this year is offering a special reserve release of Hatch Green Chili Veritol Big Gem. It'll be in a 16-ounce jar. Veritol means this product will only be made with Big Gem Chili. Now that's sweet and has a medium heat level. Big Gem is very popular. It's very popular with me because it's my favorite. It's popular in New Mexico restaurants and homes. In 1975, Big Jim was listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as having the largest chili pots, perfect for chili rellenos.
The Fresh Chili Company owner, Randy McMillan, said, Over the years growing up, we went to the farm for the harvest of chili. We would roast it and enjoy the wonderful taste. Many times it was Big Jim chili that we enjoyed. The peppers are perfect for chili rellenos, and also you can cut them up and make a great condiment. No one has ever sold a Hatch Valley Veritol in a jar before. This will be the first time you can buy Big Jim in a jar. It'll be about 48 hours from picking and roasting to bottling, and when you open that jar, it will be fresh. McMillan explained that the notion of Veritol manufacturing comes from the wine industry, where Veritol wine is made with only one variety of grapes. The Veritol Big Jim will be the only chili variety Big Jim in the jar itself. Fourth-generation farmer in Hatch, Scott Adams, noted Big Jim is an older traditional chili. The plants have fewer pods, but the fruit of the Big Jim chili is best because of its thickness and taste. Moving on, at Elephant Butte Lake, the boating is good with 28% water, and it's still going up a little bit. A far cry better than 10% last year. In fact, up in Colorado, I understand the snow has uh, melted at about 9,000 feet, but they still have about two or 3,000 more feet of snow to melt, so we have more water coming our way. The snow in Colorado and northern Mexico is raising these levels of the water. With the boating, there's been some questions about fire restrictions for the boaters. The lake's website noted that the stage one fire restrictions, building, maintaining, attending, or using a fire, campfire, charcoal, wood stove, is prohibited except, so you still can do it, if it's in the state park developed camp and picnic grounds where there are grills and stoves provided by the state park. However, campfires are allowed on the lake shoreline in areas cleared of flammable vegetation for at least 30 feet. I'd make it 50 feet if it was me. Let me tell you about, (laughs) well, I don't know how much you've been around skunks, but this happened a lot of years ago. But I want to tell you this story about a close skunk encounter. It all started when I was loading my camping gear. I was almost all of my gear in the vehicle when I heard my cat crunching her dry cat food with extra vigor. She's a self-feeder. I would just leave food out in a bowl. She would eat when she was hungry, but wow, she was really crunching that dry cat food. Then I saw her standing next to me at the front door while I was listening to the crunching. If she is here, who's in the kitchen eating? I looked around the corner and I swear I thought I saw, no, it can't be, but it was. So what's the size of a cat, likes dry cat food, is predominantly black and has a white stripe down its back? (laughs) Yes, a skunk. It's hard to convey the utter despair a person just about to go on vacation feels when he finds a skunk in his kitchen. I thought, thank goodness I have a cat instead of a dog. My cat sat watching it without much excitement. If I had had a dog at that time, it would have been a complete nasal disaster. The skunk paid me no mind at all while chowing down on the cat food. So what does an educated person do in such a situation? 
I had no idea. All the years of schooling, my Ph.D., offered no help whatsoever. I vacated the premises so the skunk could eat in silence. Outside my house holding my cat, I revisited what I'd seen and wondered, am I just having an imagination problem? Could it have created the skunk? I peeped in and the skunk was digging in the cat dish, throwing cat food all over the kitchen floor. It turned to me and I swear, it turned and smiled with the happiness of the moment. Nope, that was a skunk. My cat and I sat on the porch thinking of plans. I waited a while, then a bit longer. My camping trip, of course, was discarded. A person doesn't just leave skunks in the kitchen. After a bit, I cautiously looked back in the kitchen to find the skunk had gone somewhere else in my house. I had to do something. I could grab uh, the front and the back door open and flush that skunk right out. No. Instead, I grabbed the cat food and the cat bathroom and moved to a relative's house for a while while I sorted out the problem. After a couple of days with the air conditioner off and no food in the house, I carefully looked throughout the house and concluded that the skunk had left for better pastures, and I put the screen next to the furnace back on. I had said to myself when I noticed that I had left the screen off, hey, a skunk could get through there, but then I thought, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I neglected to take action because I couldn't imagine it. I don't know where the skunk went. Someone else's house, I suppose. I walk around my house with the, back then with my eyes wide open. Some said back then that I had a case of post-skunk syndrome. When I'd see a dark shadow, I'd climb the bookcase, but never did see any skunks. Hooray! And finally, I moved away from there, so that skunk is not living with me now. One thing that happens when people live in Las Cruces, live close, or happen to be in our little slice of paradise, is that they can come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop. It is located at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7A, in Las Cruces, New Mexico, open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. There's no need for shipping when you live close, and you can look at each of the jars. You can look at what they have for sale, including some a lot of stuff that you'll find interesting. Now, if you're living far enough away to ship, we have an offer for you. If you buy 12 jars, we offer free shipping if you live in the lower 48 states, so we exclude Alaska and Hawaii. Stock up and make sure you always have plenty of that, which makes everyone smile. Hatch Valley Red and Green Chili. Also, if you buy three jars, we'll donate one jar of our award-winning Mama's Salsa to the local food bank in New Mexico called Casa de Peregrinos. They provide for those in need in our community. This is Michael Swickard with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We will have lots of news and stories about New Mexico on these podcasts. If you have something you want me to talk about in the future podcast, something or someone, you can write to michael at freshchilico.com. michael at freshchilico.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good, more is better. Bye for now.